Dominic, you've asked me many a uh, strong political question before. Well, Dominic, as you might guess, I've been asked that a few times before. To those in the press who did their job and did it with professionalism, and even to some of you who are actually kind, where's Dominic? I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you, Rita Cosby. Get home safe. Boy, are you folks, the WABC listeners, on it. And bless all of you that sent me emails throughout the day helping me. As I mentioned last night, for some reason, the most simple things in life are the most difficult for me. And I talked about that I had not received my booster shot, not necessarily because of uh, apprehension about the shot, but I couldn't remember the dates that I had the first two shots. And you need that information in order to register for the booster, the Pfizer shot. And so, of course, I lost my COVID card that has the information of the dates of the uh, first two shots. Well, last night, Frank Morano, coming up at 1 a.m. this morning, walked into the studio and looked at me like I had eight heads, like I had eight heads. And Frank Morano said, Dominic, you didn't take a photo of the card? And all I could do was start laughing because I had indeed taken a photo of the card, but I forgot. So I've been driving myself crazy to come up with this information, and it was right in my pocket with me at all times. So now, and again, folks, thank you for all the uh, emails. I have my uh, Pfizer booster shot scheduled for tomorrow at the Walgreens in uh, New City in Rockland County, and uh, everything worked out. But you folks really went uh, above and beyond to try and help me with the different ways to do it. But it took Frank Morano looking at me like I have eight heads to realize that I took a picture of the card, and it was right on my iPhone the entire time in my pocket. So on tonight's show, we have a good one. We will get to the mayor's elect new police commissioner um, a bit later in the show. I want to start this way. You may have heard Rita Cosby talk about it because it really is that good. It is a great article. A great article is up on the 77 WABC website. And I strongly recommend that you go take a look. The I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, and the evidence is right there in plain black and white. Please go to the WABC website, uh, wabcradio.com, and it's titled, the article, 77 WABC Investigate Investigative Report, Cities Will Set Murder Records Because of Soro Effect. In other words, 
George Soros has had a not-so-invisible hand, and he is fundamentally redefining, as indicated in the article, law enforcement across America to the detriment of everyone, of everyone, to the detriment of everyone except criminals. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I will get to the stats in Chicago and Philadelphia later. But in this uh, WABC article, and just bear with me for a second, uh, Curtis Sliwa always says that talk radio is the theater of the mind. So try and focus, folks on the numbers that I'm about to give to you that are in this WABC radio investigative report about George Soros and his effect on law enforcement throughout the country through the district attorneys. So under its Soros DA in Jackson, Mississippi, I've been to Jackson um, many times. And um, in Jackson, Mississippi, they saw a 53.7% spike in murders from 2019 to 2020 when it notched a record 128 homicides. In 2021, the city's murder record has already been broken with Jackson on course to log 141 murders by year's end. Milwaukee, I've been there a few times, the uh, metro area of Milwaukee, a jaw-dropping 94% in rise in murders from 2019 to 2020, and the bad news continues this year, in which Milwaukee has already set another new record for murders, and that's before the final December report. Orlando, Orlando, right? And I'm going to be honest with you folks. So my entire family, we, we, we're taking our grandkids down um, to Orlando in uh, February, and I'm trying to find the right hotel, you know, and I've never done things like this before, but as part of my search, I'm looking as to what's the crime in each certain community since I don't know Orlando. Orlando, and these are all cities with so-called progressive district attorneys. Orlando got hammered with a 39% increase in murder from 2019 to 2020. Phoenix. A 44% rise. St. Louis, already burdened with the nation's highest murder rate, suffered an additional 35% rise. Shreveport, Louisiana, a 78.4% increase for the 2019-2020 period. And I'm going to pass over the others And I'll come back to them. Like, for example, Los Angeles, Austin, Texas, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we already know what the numbers show in Baltimore. But let's focus 
for a moment, folks. Under the super progressive Soros-backed district attorney, Chelsea Budin in San Francisco. In San Francisco. They are looking at a 39% increase in their murders since 2019. Now you add the smash and grabs, the uh, mass robberies. The city has been shaken to its liberal core in San Francisco. Things are so bad in San Francisco. Rita Cosby talked about the mayor. I'm talking now about the district attorney. And wait till you hear his backstory. Things are so bad. This guy, Mr. Budin, he is on the ballot, a recall effort for June 7th of next year to recall the district attorney in San Francisco. Soros backed in part. That's how bad things are with the district attorney in San Francisco. They're so bad in San Francisco that I want you to listen to this. How in one newscast, two of the prosecutors in his office in San Francisco have quit and joined the recall efforts to get rid of the district attorney. Pressure is mounting for San Francisco's embattled district attorney, Chesa Boudin. His job is on the line. 83,000 people have signed a petition to recall him, including two of his former prosecutors. Today, the recall campaign officially announced two assistant district attorneys who recently resigned have joined on as volunteers. This is a story that we exposed last night. Two prosecutors argue that Boudin has made it harder to lock up criminals. But the truth is that there is nothing progressive about his approach. He simply declines to charge crimes. He releases uh, criminal offenders, and he even goes so far as to release those who are already convicted. Now, that's how a newscast in San Francisco started, with their district attorney there, their Soros-backed, super-progressive district attorney. You have prosecutors that are quitting and want to help the effort to have this man recalled. In a second, I'm going to tell you about his connection. Uh, Mr. Boudin, the district attorney in San Francisco, his connection to New York in just a second. But I want you to listen one more time. These two prosecutors that have quit in San Francisco, what they have to say about the so-called progressive district attorney. Chesa has shown uh, an unwillingness to uh, prosecute crime effectively in San Francisco. We are seeing repeat offenders and dangerous individuals be released uh, before they should be. I've seen decisions made in this office in the last year plus since Chesa took over that shocked my conscience. And I've been a prosecutor for 30 years. Those are harsh words. And they're true. Those are two prosecutors in San Francisco that quit because they can't even stomach their boss, the Soros, the George Soros-backed district attorney, uh, uh, Chelsea Bodine, in uh, San Francisco. What we're going to do, we're going to be taking your telephone calls, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. We see your calls. We're going to take a break, 
And when we come back, wait until you hear about this district attorney in San Francisco, his connection to New York. It's it's mind-boggling. And this man is the district attorney, George Soros-backed and funded in San Francisco. We'll be right back. WABC. And we are back. I highly recommend that you take a few minutes, you go to the WABC Radio website, WABCRadio.com, and you look at the article, 77 WABC Investigative Report. Cities will set murder records because of Soros effect case in point number one san francisco we could go all around the country the george soros effect and his money and in many cases you can't find out where his campaign contributions are because they're hidden by shell companies and so on but it's a very thorough article done by the news team here at uh, wabc and so i was talking about uh Chelsea uh, uh, Boudin, the district attorney in in San, San Francisco, who's up for a recall vote in June of next year. I see we have a lot of calls. I'm getting to them in one second. But you have to know, folks, that he used to be in contact. He had several phone calls with Governor Andrew Cuomo. Now, why is that the district attorney of uh, San Francisco talking to the governor of New York? Well, Mr. Boudin's parents, you may recall that Brink's robbery in 1981 in Nanuet. Every time I get on the uh, state throughway, I see the memorial to the police officers that were gunned down like animals there. The Brink's robbery. His parents. Now, I'm talking about the district attorney of San Francisco. His parents were the getaway drivers for that Brinks robbery. So according to Mr. Boudin, he was with a babysitter while this robbery was going down. His mother pleaded guilty to murder and robbery and was in prison for more than two decades. And his father David Gilbert uh, was just recently uh, released and he was convicted of murder and robbery. In fairness, his parents, according to police, did not fire a shot that day. Uh, The officers and a guard in Rockland County, they were killed by members of the uh, Black Liberation Army. But this is the man that is the district attorney in San Francisco, Soros-backed. Let's go to your telephone calls. Let's start with John listening on the radio in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, um, Dominic. I'm glad you mentioned who this 
who this district attorney's parents are, a couple of animals, Kathy Bodin, who's a, an, a professor at Columbia University, and the father just got released, like you said. And you know what? He'll become a professor somewhere, too, Dominic. There's something wrong with this. Thanks, Dominic. Well, you know, you know what, John? I, I, I agree with you. They, they, listen, everybody has a right to make a living, but... I, and, and I mean, anyone that runs for office, you know, if they're on the ballot, they can be elected. But something is wrong with a system where his parents were involved in a situation where police officers were killed. And then you grow up and become district attorney and... DAs on your staff are livid and furious because they claim, these are not my words, they claim that you're trying to let everybody go. So that says to me that you had a, a preset mind. And that's why this article on the WABC radio website is very interesting. George Soros put his money behind this man for district attorney. And there's an entire list of cities in the article with uh, the murder rates to show how they have gone up in a very high manner all across the country, all across the country. Let's go to uh, Steve in Central Jersey, listening on the radio. Good morning, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. I'll commend ABC. I think you're the first media outlet to make this to be unafraid, I, let me use the word, to make this connection between George Soros and the radical left of the Democratic Party that is now running this country into the ground. All right. So kudos to you. But there, it's been out there. Uh, Mayor Giuliani early in his, his broadcast played a clip of Newt Gingrich going back a year ago, trying to explain this to, I think, a Fox host who cut him. I think, I think it was Fox and the female commentator cut him off but let me expand this i think if uh, there's a journalistic career to be made and you're a journalist you, you can comment on this but who's funding those cat and organizing or paying for the funding and organization of those caravans coming from central america going back to not just under biden that goes back to the summer of 2018 before the midterms i think if a, there's a journalistic career to be made i know there's a lot of backdoor dealing here I can't help but think that the money trail for that leads back to George Soros, too. And you say, Dominic? Uh, you, you make a great point there, Steve. I don't know what the evidence shows, but, but you make a very, very solid point. And uh, what, one of the first things that we learn in political reporting is that the devil is always in the details and follow the money. So you you may be on to something. Follow the money. George Soros worth what eight billion dollars and because think about it folks from boston to philly to los angeles all across the country these so-called progressive district attorneys are popping up all over the place how why what's behind it how is it they're getting elected this article on the wabc website Attempts to get to the heart of the matter, of the matter, I should say. Let's now go to, um, let's go to, uh, Susan listening on the WABC app. Good morning, Susan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi. Yeah. I also want to just, uh, commend, uh, WABC because 
you know, for, you, you have to identify the problem before you can even start to solve the problem. And there's been a lot of, you know, chatter about Soros. But now, you know, this is like really breaking it down into pieces um, that can be dealt with. Um, but what I want to say is this is a very tangled web about yes. um, doing this because we have the bail reform, which is usually done by the state legislature, and it ties the judges' hands. So now we got the state legislature, we have the judicial, yes. and then we have the district attorneys who can say, even if, uh, you know, in a perfect world, oh, we're not going to prosecute that. So this is not going to be such an easy thing. Now, I actually grew up in. It went to school in many of those cities, Detroit, outside of Detroit, Milwaukee, Chicago. And so, you know, Detroit, you know, it's 50 years sometimes to return these things. And it's worse than ever. So this is not going to be like, oh, let's just make this better. But this is going to take a massive grassroots and I, I really commend your station and all of you there that are, you know, spearheading this because it's it. But this is not going to be a simple situation. Well, you're Susan, you're being a realist and you're explaining what we were what we are all up against, as uh, is pointed out in the WABC radio article. The only way out of this, to, to your point, Susan, is that in each city, each location, you're going to have to really focus on where the candidates really stand. And the only way, as pointed out in the article, that you're going to change this is you have got to vote them out, period. Thank you for the call, Susan. It, it is, you have to, you have to, you have to read the article. And so... Daryl Brooks, Wisconsin, right? We've talked about that on the program. And this is in the article on the WABC uh, website. And again, it's called 77 WABC Investigative Report. Cities will set murder records because of Soros effect. So the article starts with uh, Daryl Brooks, I think is his name. The the man that uh, apparently slammed his vehicle into the Wisconsin uh, Christmas Parade. Remember, remember that one, folks. We cannot let that get out of our memories. How horrific! So then the question becomes: Why was he out on a shockingly low one thousand bail, thousand dollar bail? The longtime Milwaukee County District Attorney John Chisholm, <laughs> who holds what many in the law enforcement community considers a radical belief and setting low bail amounts for even highly violent arrestees, right? As he told the Milwaukee Journal, this is what he really said in 2007. I'm quoting the district attorney. Is there going to be an individual I divert or put into treatment program who's going to go out and kill somebody? You bet. Guaranteed. It's guaranteed to happen. It does not invalidate the overall approach. This is from the district attorney. 
from the district attorney. And then we look at this situation that happened in Wisconsin with uh, this this individual. I, we I'm not have gonna, a strong, I'm not going powerful to, new police commission. Okay. I'm not going to um, refer to him the way that I normally do. But this individual who ran into those people. Man Weathers, Man Weathers now, Dominic Carter. Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. Dominic, I want to say, when we started calling around in uh, New York City last week to find out who would have their finger on this story, you were the person who was most often mentioned, and that's why we asked you to be with us this morning. So what do you hear? What do you know? How is this thing going to come out? No. Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And a bit later, we are going to get to the new mayor-elect of New York City, Eric Adams, and his incoming police commissioner. She has made uh, history, woman of color, a first woman um, police commissioner of New York City. We are also streaming live, as we do every night. You can go to the WABC YouTube page, and thank you, folks, for the comments there. Uh, I see them as we are streaming live on um, on YouTube, and so thank you for that. And as I've been saying, uh, we're going to get right back to the telephone calls. Do yourself a favor and go to the WABC radio you know, folks, I'm trying to figure this out. Every time I look at myself on the um, WABC YouTube, it looks like my my lips are are need some Vaseline or something. I I don't know now. Maybe because tonight I didn't put any on, you know. So maybe you need makeup. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, remember, I'm from the world of television where we had to make uh, wear makeup every day. That's true. You know. So, but I I don't anymore. But but so why didn't you or Alex? Why didn't somebody say, Dominic, you, you need some Vaseline on your lips? I think you look fine. I don't think you need it. Well, it looks that way on the monitor. Maybe the TV looks different. <laughs> we got you know, with this big TV you, light now. This is true. At least you your are, hair looks good. Oh, you or Alex or, or Molly? I mean, I'm not going to go on the grade today, but 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 it is it is called just for men, right? And I'm going to try it. I'm going. I'm going to try it, Alex. Alex is laughing in the background. And so you mix the two products together, and then you put them into your hair, and it, it and then five minutes later you wash it out, and it it dyes your hair for for a couple of days. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not shy or embarrassed to admit that I'm going to try it. Why not? I, I don't know when, but I'm going to try it. Right now, we are talking about back to serious matters because this is serious business. The impact of George Soros as it relates to a progressive district attorney coming to a city or an area near you. It's not by coincidence. He's putting his money into lots of races across the country for district attorney, propping up these progressives for district attorney. And the article, if you go to the WABC website, 77 WABC investigative report, cities will set murder records because of Soros effect. Let's go to our friend Jennifer up in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Um, 
I appreciate you taking my call, and I'm glad you were able to get your uh, booster situated. And I wish you yes, and, and I because I felt bad last night that we ran out of time on you. So go right oh, ahead. No, no. <laughs> Anyways, I'll say a prayer for you. I'm sure it'll go great. Um, I just wanted to speak to a couple things quick. Um, you know where uh, Barack Obama started off his presidential campaign. Yes, I think I think it was in Springfield, uh, Illinois. Is that correct? Yeah, it was in the living room of uh, oh, oh, this is the, yes, yeah, the convicted yes, yes. domestic terrorist Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, convict, convicted domestic terrorists that then go on to get uh, jobs at the University of Chicago. Um, and you wonder why the youth of today are the way they are, Dominic. Um, and it's to me, it's. The, the indoctrination and Angela Davis, the domestic terrorist that just this year gave a speech before national educators. Um, something is very, very screwed up in our society right now. Uh-huh. And um, anybody that would have voted for Barack Obama after he, I, I, I didn't need to know another thing about him. Not another thing. He started off his campaign for president of these great United States in the living room of a domestic, two domestic terrorists that were taking part in bombings and killings, et cetera. Need I say more? And to me, that's, that's an absolute disgrace. And then you have, when you're talking about George Soros, and you're ending up with guys like Larry Kavanaugh down in Philadelphia and Rachel Rollins up here in Boston, what then happens once they're in there? They're going to try and go on. Now, Rachel Rollins just got promoted to a uh, U.S. Attorney for right. the state of Massachusetts, and we've all and, seen the video. That video, yeah, and she's ta- that. You know what? Crazy. Um, her father's an Irishman, and she goes uh, always denigrating white people, white people, and it's people of color can do no wrong. She she's let horrible things, uh, just horrible things, happen up here with violent crime. Um, it's not as out of control in some places, but the way she's not prosecuted it is disgraceful. Especially, she acts far more like a defense attorney than a prosecutor. Um, she's always going back to the criminal. And this, this mentality of the criminal can do no wrong and to heck with the victims. Um, I just hope that people will speak up and use their recall votes. If you can recall someone like uh, the guy out in uh, uh, San Francisco. And just generally speaking, know who you're voting for. And one last thing, you, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. You know, he put in about a half a billion dollars in uh, dark money into funding um, all sorts of uh, shenanigans with uh, the last uh, presidential race. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) And what do you think happens when people go in and they're voting down ticket or there's questions about how they voted? They, he, they were voting, they were voting. yeah, where you could go in and cast your ballot, and they, they weren't in buildings that were owned by the municipalities, so there was no oversight in there. There was all sorts of shenanigans that should not have been allowed. But how do we know who even gets voted for when those things are allowed to go on? And uh, you know they're not voting for the Republicans. That's the whole reason that it was set up the way it was. Well, so I just hope that, that you know the, the people at large will use their voice, use their minds, get involved. Because otherwise, if we don't nip this in the bud, it's only going to get worse. Well, thank thank you for the call, Jennifer. I I can't imagine that it could get any worse uh, in terms of what we're dealing with right now. I'm not necessarily um, concerned that you're a progressive district attorney, but you got to be fair. Your job is to prosecute crime, and you can't just say, oh, no, 
We don't prosecute prosecute that anymore. Oh no, we don't prosecute this. We don't prosecute that. I mean, it goes against the title. When when people are quitting, when pro- seasoned prosecutors are quitting to join the recall effort in San Francisco, that tells you all that you need to know. Let's go to Joy in Manhattan. I understand Joy has a bone to pick with me. Is that accurate, Joy? Good morning. That's yeah, that's pretty accurate. Okay. Good evening. Uh, I mean, well, good morning. I guess. Good morning. Um, if you feel so strongly, and I agree with you, about George Soros influencing the DA's races, mm-hmm. then why were you so passive in our own Manhattan DA's race when Alvin Bragg's campaign was funded by a George Soros-supported PAC? Okay, so I'm not trying to be a wise guy, Joy, but you really have to de- define. You said I was so passive. Can you tell me yes. what you Did mean you by that? Did you have Thomas Kniff on your program even once? No. Okay. Well, the, the, how did how did your candidate do in the polling? Because see, I, you already know what I'm about to say. That That's and, right, and, and, in order. To, but wait, but wait, but, but let, let me say. But let me just say it so that everybody can follow. I, I'm not saying that it's right. But in most kinds, we can't focus on every candidate that thinks they're qualified for the office. You've got to be able to show some type of uh, a form of, uh, that, that, that you can get elected. And that's done by two ways, fundraising and the polling. And that's so, right. and and so, you can't get your message out, you're not going to be able to fundraise. And right. it becomes a vicious cycle. But, so we needed people to step up and help our campaign. Other mm-hmm. hosts on on this station and other stations did so, but you did not. Okay. And you should feel guilty about that. Well, um, um, I appreciate what you're saying, but remember, I was moderating debates for numerous office, for, for city controller, for mayor, and I, I can only focus on so many things for Manhattan you know District Attorney. The D, as you are saying yourself tonight, or, in a, or at least implying it, the DA's race was more important than the mayor's race. Because that, that, but no wait, matter wait, Joy, if that, you Joy, have a law and Joy, order mayor, you won't be able to do Joy, a thing but Joy, if the DA Joy, doesn't prosecute. Joy, that's your opinion that the district attorney's race was more important than the mayor's race. I beg to differ, and I think most people listening to the show would say that the mayor's race was much more important than uh, the district attorney. Oh, I'll give it to you that the Manhattan DA is a very powerful position, but is the DA for, for one borough. And and I took your call knowing uh, where where you feel on this issue, and and I'm sorry. And you know what? Next time we'll make a better effort to to try and deal with all the candidates. But but again, Joy, and thank you for the call. You you know how I was going to respond as a candidate. And if you any of you are thinking about running for public office, you have got to be able to show viability. If you think that the media is going to focus on you, you don't you don't just say I'm running for office and think you're going to get coverage. It doesn't work like that you've got to show that you're strong in terms of raising money you've got to show that you can get at least 10 percent of public opinion polls once you can do that then no media organization uh can ignore you but joy i promise the next race should your person run we will have him on. You remind me of this, and we will have him on. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'll be right back. 
These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. 77 WABC investigative report. Cities will set murder records because of the George Soros effect. Go to our website, read the article for yourself. It's very, very good and thorough. I was going to switch gears and talk about the mayor, his appointment of his police commissioner, but I'm going to save that for another night because our phones are loaded with telephone calls on district attorneys, these so-called progressive district attorneys. Let's go to um, let's go to Andrew uh, watching on YouTube from Stanhope, New Jersey. Good morning, Andrew. What's on your mind? Hey, how's it going? I just wanted to tie my comment, you know, into the district attorney, but it's really about the uh, police commissioner. Okay, so go right ahead. With you. So go right ahead. I, I feel her appointment is ironically sexist because she's not qualified to be the police commissioner or even probably a, a police officer. Her size is smaller. She's okay. incapable. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Andrew. Suspect. Wait, Andrew. Let's let's look. Let's look at what you just said. One saying that she's not capable of taking down a, a male suspect. That is sexist, and we 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 have moved long past those days. A woman can do any job that a man can do, but. Eric Adams in the campaign said that he was going to appoint a woman police commissioner. Now, if you said to me that you and and, and she's she's qualified as far as she ran detectives uh, in Nassau County, is she ready for New York and to be police commissioner? I don't know. We'll see. But I will admit this much that it looks like that there's going to be heavy involvement from City Hall in terms of um running this police department, and perhaps perhaps maybe it's the right thing to do, considering uh, Eric Adams was a police officer for uh, so many years. But, Andrew, finish your point before I move on, please. The, uh, I believe that the way you're looking at it is sexist because you're not treating women equal. If, they, if you treated them equal, they would have to pass equal standards. She's not in the Marines where she has to pass the standards. Right in your city, Freddie Gray, when he was left to die, there's a second cell phone video. There's a wide shot. There's you, a you mean you mean you mean off. you mean Baltimore? We're, we're in New York. You said Freddie no, Gray. New York. The cig- oh, sorry. The cigarette. The guy that had the cigarette. Ah, okay. Cigarette. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. There's a second camera. There's a second camera angle, and there's a stick skinny black woman police officer who wasn't taking part in taking the guy down. She well, was that, there with that, her that, arms crossed. That's because she was the sergeant responding well, to the scene. she jumped in. She, she shouldn't okay. be watching. Okay. And All she's right. skinny. And the guy who got tased, the okay. last example, the guy who was tased in Minnesota or wherever it was, mm-hmm. it was a little pudgy, fat woman going, tased, tased. And right next to her, there was a big, tall, black police officer, a young man, with you're talking about shoulders. you're talking about the officer that's on trial right now. Yep. Okay. Go she ahead. Shouldn't have been on the beat. She's oh, come on now, come Andrew. Come on, co- Andrew. Guy. Come on, come on, come on now. I mean, I listened. I listened to you on most nights. You're on point. I listened as long as I could to this nonsense. Come on. In 2021, you're going to run this argument that that uh, women, if they don't have the same uh, physical attributes of a man, that they can't do a job that a man can do? I mean, come on. 
Come on. I mean, we're way past that. Yeah, no offense, Andrew. You're wasting my time by even making that type of argument. I mean, come on. Let's go to Carol in uh, New Jersey listening on the radio. Hello. Good morning, Good Carol. Morning, Dominic. Uh, is it okay if I talk about Keyshawn's uh, film? Go right ahead. Yeah. I heard um, Bernard Carrick. And Peter King on yep. the radio this morning, mm-hmm. and they said that they know her, mm-hmm. and they think that she was a very good choice. Right. That's the that's yeah. the overall reaction to her thus far, and and you know some folks by the nature of what the job that she's stepping into, some folks are going to love her, some folks are not going to love her. You're talking right. about the new police commissioner, mm-hmm. but we do have to give the woman a chance. Let, let, let's see. Let's see. And that's why I'm a little annoyed at Andrew's comment. The police oh, commissioner please. of New York City is not going to be out on the street taking down oh. suspects. That That's not no, her she, job. No, the commissioner. The commissioner is not going to be doing that, right. obviously. Bratton didn't do mm-hmm. it. Ray Kelly didn't do it. Maybe, <laughs> now, maybe when they were police officers. But, right. But, right. you know. Uh, so what do, do, what do you think, Carol, about this district attorney situation, these progressive district attorneys where America in many cities is in trouble uh, because of these progressive district attorneys backed oh, with George Soros money? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, this guy in uh, San Francisco, the one that the parents belong to the right. Weather Underground or right. whatever, right. isn't he going to be recalled? Right. They're, he's looking at a recall. Yeah. The district attorney is looking at a recall. Prosecutors are in his office are saying that the guy does not want to prosecute uh, crime. So, I mean, that, that basically says it all. Let's go. Thank you for the call, Carol. Let's go to Sean listening on the radio in Brooklyn. Good morning, Sean. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I love you, sir. Oh, and thank I you. Remember, remember you from and New York One. Well, thank you. That's very kind of You're, you to say, Sean. I love you too. Terrific. Well, thank I you. I remember you fifteen years ago. Okay, so go because we only have a few minutes so, left. So go right ahead. Let's get right to it. The okay. problem is money. It always is. It's all about money. These district attorneys twist and turn all these cases. And then they have the client guilty as ever, even on camera, and they sue. That's number one. Number two, our country has become weak. And not intentionally, but slowly, surely it happened. I want every listener out there, Google Ethan Williams. The poor kid was murdered in Brooklyn a year and a half ago. That's number two. Number three. Are you listening? I'm listening. But go right ahead. It's got to be quick, want, Sean. It's all connected from what's going on today, what happened 20 years ago, what happened 40 years ago. Why is the mosque that paid for the 9-11 hijackers still open? It's still there on okay. Atlantic Avenue. Okay. It's well, still there. That's number three. Okay. And what's going on with so, the crime? You're worried about the, the our out-of-control yes. crime? Yes, yes. It's a disgrace, and no one wants any. There's no accountability anymore. 
I got I mean, you. I got you, Sean. I have to step in because we, we only have a few minutes left in the program. We're going to go to uh, uh, Brian in uh, Denver, Colorado, listening on WABC.com. Uh, but first, the great Frank Morano coming up at 1 a.m. Good morning. Good morning, Dominic. So You still didn't get rid of Alex, huh? You still get calls <laughs> like that. That's what happens when you keep Alex around. So I told the story of how you came in last night and I felt like you were looking at me like I had eight heads uh-huh. when I told you, you know, that I couldn't find out the days when I had my COVID shot. Right, right, exactly. And you looked at me and said, uh, did you take a picture of <laughs> that, it? That's right. That's right. You, you see, uh, yet another Dominic Carter crisis averted by yours truly. Yes. What do you have coming up this morning? We got a great show today. Dominic, do you, I know you, I don't know how often you go through New Jersey, but do you, do you ever go through the Holland Tunnel? Every now okay. and then. Well, so you may not remember this as vividly as those of us that take the Holland Tunnel do, but a couple of years ago, it was the most annoying thing in the world if you drive through the Holland Tunnel and you'd see the Christmas decorations. They would have the tree, which looks exactly like the A in Holland, they'd have it over the N, and they would have the, the wreath not over the O. That was until a brave New Yorker named Corey Windelspect sparked a nationwide rally in support of changing the decorations at the Holland Tunnel. And the Port Authority, which is not known for its alacrity in changing anything, (laughs) they, after having the folks vote on this, they changed the decorations and made it so that it wasn't so annoying to see the tree over the uh, the N instead of the A. So Corey Windelspect is going to be here. We're going to talk Christmas and Christmas decorations. And it just so happens that his longtime companion is an expert when it comes to dog food desserts. So we're going to talk a little bit about how you should celebrate Christmas with your pet this time of year. And uh, it's Thursday, so we're going to do the AC report. We're going to take calls from listeners, see what they would like on Eric Adams' agenda, whether it's staffing, whether it's policy, and uh, we'll hopefully get some good ideas for Eric Adams, which we're going to send him. And I have a few other interesting things up my sleeve as well. So you have a full show. Full show! Absolutely. And you're excited. I am excited. You know, being away from radio for two weeks, I feel like I've been holding my breath for two weeks. <laughs> I've had just, I've had a four hour show waiting to jump out of my chest. So well, we're it should glad, be a lot of fun. We are glad that you are back together. Let's go to Brian. I believe it was Brian in Denver, Colorado. Good morning, sir. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dom. This is all your fault. Frank, congratulations. Thank I you. Just to. I just wanted to point out, having been an elected official in North Carolina, where I was thrown in uh, jail uh, for opposing corruption, as I had promised to do, after being a 20-year incumbent. And uh, the the problem is much bigger than George Soros. There's a very big problem today with district attorneys, their character and ambition and the system, and that largely has to do with the lack of oversight the lack of a watchdog, and having met with the DOJ and the FBI numerous times in my capacity as an elected official when I was stopped 80 times in four years and also thrown in jail for fighting I hear you. I have to step in because we're short on time. He does have a point in terms of the buck stops with the district attorney. But before before you respond, let's go to Robert and uh, in Philadelphia listening on the radio. Let's see what he has to say. Robert, you have 30 seconds. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. I'll make the most of it, Dom. Um, 
it's you can neutralize George Soros politically very easily. He concentrates his money in Democratic primaries. If the other Democratic prim- candidates point out the Soros candidate, you can nip this in the bud and start fixing the Democratic Party. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but his grandson is married to Adam Schiff's daughter. So there is a direct, and I urge people to look that up okay. and keep an eye on well, it. Well, hey, Robert, I, I, I'm out of time. Thank you. That is one way to, to uh, Frank Morano to uh, follow things. Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight, has a great show coming up. I'll be back again tomorrow night, same time, same station. Keep it right there, folks. Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight, right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC.